Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man who was called Mal Evans. who was on roadie. And uh, <clears throat> I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning, too. This is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Jeffrey. Good morning. How was your birthday dinner? Good? Yeah, everything was good. Everything was good. No complaints on my end. All right. 29 years of age, Jeff Parlay. Hey, Jordan Spieth birds uh, birds a hole after uh, boging a couple earlier on. So we got the golf on all morning long. It's going to be about golf. And Jordan Spieth, by the way, just gets back to a one over for uh, his first nine of this tournament. But uh, right now, top of the leaderboard at Brookline, the country club at Brookline, the U.S. Open, the 122nd. United States Open. Let me just say, Jeff, that my self-loathing has already hit peak form. The needle is pinned because I had five outrights in this, which for me is an explosion of outrights. Like, I never bet golf on a weekly basis with outrights. But okay, yeah, I wanted to have some players for the U.S. Open because I'm going to watch it this weekend. Okay, sue me. And one of the players, I always ask the question every week, who's the guy that if he's going to do well, if he's going to be in contention on Sunday, and God forbid winning, win it, is going to be the, the person that induces the most self-loathing in you. And for me, the answer was Colin Morikawa, because I said I should probably bet some Morikawa. He keeps entering my mind. I can't explain why. I need to bet him. Guess who didn't bet Morikawa? This guy. Colin Morikawa, along with Matthew Neesmith, top of the leaderboard here in the early going. I know it's early, but still, of the U.S. Open. Both are the three, uh, three under for the tournament. Morikawa through nine, Neesmith through 11. Three under for the tournament, the two of them in the lead. One-stroke lead for them over David Lingmurth of Sweden, uh, Victor Perez, Max Homa. Now, that's my guy. I do have a Max Homa ticket at, uh, I think, about 55 to 1. Max Homa, two under here through eight. Seabass, Sebastian Munoz, all, always a threat to uh, get a first-round lead. He's two under as well. But Morikawa... And Neesmith atop the leaderboard right now. Jeff, you do have some Morikawa, correct? You did bet him. Oh yeah, I, I, I took I took some I took some yesterday in my great odyssey across the border in Arizona. Okay, so let's talk about this because I don't we, we we allude to it sometimes, but we should probably take a couple minutes to to just sort of give a a snapshot of what the Nevada sports better now kind of has to go through. So you you like. Listen, Felica was here, right, last time. He did this. He was like, can I borrow your car? I was like, are you serious? 
You went to Arizona after the show yesterday. Round trip, what's the what's the total time? From from door to door. So I, I went back to my apartment and then went out. Door to door was 90 minutes. Easy peasy. And not bad. Not bad, all things considered. And quite frankly, if gas prices were an insane gill, <laughs> this would be probably a weekly trip at this point. But it wasn't too bad. I drove past uh, the Hoover Dam, which, by the way, involves one of my favorite Gil Alexander stories of all time. Anytime we bring up the Hoover Dam, you, you tell, and I always get a chuckle out of it. <laughs> uh, but the first exit in Arizona, go off. There's this, there's this dirt road, basically, at this first exit. What's uh, the exit for people who want? Uh, it's exit two. Exit two. Uh, okay. right, right, right after you cross the border, you pass through the Hoover Dam. Uh, exit two was uh, on which whichever what's, highway. What's it was. The, the what exit two? You, you told me earlier. Oh, uh, Kingman Wash Kingman. Access Road, something like that. Okay. I, I, I Kingman do, people remember. Do a, do a, do a quick uh, a quick Google search. You, you'll be able to find it right right across the border in Arizona. But basically, Gil, I I went. I this dirt road pops up. Because I put in a, a, a quote unquote observation deck that apparently was two miles down this dirt this road. dirt road, Pops and I was up. like, you know what? I'm not going to drive two miles down this dirt road. So I just pull off on the side of this road because mm -hmm. there's a little small pull off area that can fit a car about my size. I have uh, a, a Sonata, so a very easy smaller car, and pull off. Take about seven eight minutes. I already knew what I was going to bet anyway going in. Make sure I get everything. Just take one more look, see if there was something else I wanted to play, and then everything's in. Back on the road yet again. And share with us. So the reason that people here do this, just to clarify, is because we don't have the offerings that are available just across the border. Again, it's gotten to the point now. And totally relatable sentence is about to come. Alert. Where the valet in our building, <laughs> when I leave the car, he starts he starts screaming about it. He's like, "How is it that we who've had sports betting for as long as we have?" Right? He goes off this whole thing. I'm like, "Hey, welcome to my world, right?" And I so I have to go to. Oh, they say it's the technology. Uh, sometimes they say this, blah, blah, blah. right? So you were able to bet specifically what that you weren't so able. The to biggest bet here. thing that the biggest market, and I know that some sharper bettors complain about this market because there's no no price. But for what I'm trying to bet, I don't care that there's no no price. It was the top 40 markets. Those were what I was trying to do because there were some plus numbers on, on guys to finish in the top 40 that were surprising to me. And the biggest one that I wanted to bet, the biggest bet that I ended up making yesterday was Justin Rose, who won a U.S. Open at Marion, which is pretty similar to Brookline here. And he was plus money to finish top 40. At, uh, at one of the books. So I took a little bit of that. I took a little bit of Gary Woodland, who, of course, won a U.S. Open recently, even though I know he's one of Kelly Bidlin's favorite golfers to bet on uh, Gary Woodland, uh, Gil. Oh, he, he will bet Gary Woodland until Gary Woodland wins again. Yeah, so I got him plus, uh, plus 135 top 40. I took Old Man Sink top 40 at plus 190, Gil. And I took Kevin Kisner at top 40 at, uh, at over $2. So that was the main reason I went down there was because there are no such things as top 40 markets in this state, in Nevada. It doesn't exist. Think, just think about that. It's a top 40 market. We're not talking about anything that creative here, right? A top 40 market. Can't bet it here. So you're forced to drive to Arizona and back. It was 90, you said 90 minutes back and forth, and you got gas. I got gas on the way out. Okay, so, so, that, they so made, that, it was. If you take that out, it was ninety, 90. minutes. So okay. it was really about ninety-nine minutes when you took when you added 
my one stop to get kids. Right. Just a snapshot into the into the uh, you know life of a Nevada better. Yeah, it just it, it it's kind of what you have to do if you want to take advantage of some of these offerings that just flat out don't exist here. Goulet is making fun of me. He uh, he texted me. He said, "Classic golf betting self hatred. The guy I didn't bet is leading nine holes into a seventy-two hole tournament. I'm such an idiot. That is exactly how I feel. I stand by my comments." Um, anyway, Morikawa. So now, like, I have this. Now you know how the golf, how the uh, how the sports betting psychology works. Now I have this, this irrational anti Morikawa feeling until I actually have a bet at a much worse price. You know how it goes. I also bet Morikawa to win down there because that number was actually the best of anything I found. I had a 32 good. to 1. So where... good for you. You made a bet in Arizona on Morikawa. Yeah. This is Morikawa for birdie now, ladies and gentlemen, for the outright lead here early on. It's a long putt. That's going to be short. Right to left, and uh, he did not get it that far. Tap in for for him to remain 3-under for the tournament. That was a golf voice, by the way. Not, by the way, good job on the NBC networks to have this on Peacock earlier in the day exclusively, but by the time we wake up here, or at least got to a numbers game, you could watch it on Peacock if you want to, but it's on USA all day long. So good on them. It'll be you. It'll, and it then flip, NBC. It, it flips around today, so pay attention. Pay attention as it goes along. But yeah. USA and 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 big NBC will be where it's predominantly today during the day. By the way, I never said who's on the show today. Crackman, hour number two, uh, unscripted with the Crackman. Will Hill will join us to talk all things basketball, hockey, baseball, and Todd Wright to talk hockey and golf with us uh, just a bit later on. I do want to mention uh, one thing. I know I know we're in the two-week tennis ban until we get back to Wimbledon, Jeff, but you'll forgive me if I, uh, I do have a tennis pick a little later on. Uh, is a slight dog, Ludmila Samsonova. Ludmila Samsonova is my one uh, tennis play here later on in the day. Uh, Samsonova is taking on Veronica Kudermatova. How about that for the two, the two longest names uh, going in tennis, perhaps? But I'm on Samsonova. I got her at uh, right around what the price is. It's plus 124 right now. I'll tell you what I got it at last night. Just uh, in case you uh, want to know if you're better off or worse off than I was. Plus 124 is what I'm seeing it right now. Yeah, plus 125. So it's basically the exact same price. Essentially, the grass numbers are such that I will just say Samsonova shouldn't be a dog. This should be much more of a coin, a coin flip of a match between Kudermatova and Samsonova. Samsonova, who I believe won this tournament, if I'm not mistaken, in Berlin uh, last year. So she is the play. It will start in, you know, it's, it says in 15 minutes, but you know how tennis goes. It could be pushed back. But uh, you got at least 15 minutes to get that in if you're interested. Ludmila Samsonova. And the way I always tell people when we bet on Samsonovas, just think of Levert's Casanova and fill it in with Samsonova. That's how you remember who to bet on. Um, okay, and then baseball. Because I'm a baseball nerd, you see these thing, this, the thing that happened yesterday in the, uh, in the Astros game, Jeff? This is a, this is a remarkable the two immaculate innings in one game. Did you see this? Against the same three hitters, no Against less. Against the same three hitters. So first it was Luis Garcia on the hill. Uh, and then what was it, Phil Maton after that? Correct. Okay, and it was against, yeah, <laughs> Brad Miller, uh, Ezekiel Duran, and Nathaniel Lowe. Back to back to back in the second and I believe the seventh innings. And an immaculate inning, once again, is nine pitches. Nine pitches, three strikes, three strikes, three strikes, end of inning. So 
and I want to get the exact math on this if I can, but this is, this is incredible, like the odds of this happening. Um, this is from a gentleman named, I want, to get this, uh, I want to get this right, this is from a gentleman named Aiden Resnick. The probability of a three-pitch strikeout is .03753. The probability of an immaculate inning is 0.00005288. So we're talking about a fraction of a percentage point. The probability of two immaculate innings in a nine-inning game is zero point, wait for it, Jeffrey, zero 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 one zero zero six. That's what happened yesterday in baseball. Pretty amazing. That's insane. Love stuff like that. It's a baseball nerd. We'll come back. Will Hill on multiple sports next. Numbers game. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and... Paul McCartney about his life and career. It was 20 years ago today. We had a big bear of a man who's called Mal Evans. He's on roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, What? Salt and pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs. Yesterday, Band on the Run. Hey Jude, and McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue, here, there, and everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Don't forget, as always, BetMGM with all the great deals that you could possibly have. Won't take you but a few seconds to sign up with the BetMGM app. Just download the app. Won't take you but a few seconds. And then you go to a uh, bricks and mortar BetMGM spot. That won't take you but won't take you but a few minutes to sign up. And voila, I believe it's voila, you're betting. In the state of Nevada, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Check it all out uh, as well at BetMGM.com and download the BetMGM app. Skill Alexander, uh, Jeff Parlay is here as well. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the host of the wildly popular, can I use the word wildly in this case? The wildly popular New York City cast, available where all podcasts are distributed, uh, and uh, is not shy about having people retweet it for him. It's Will Hill, everybody. How you doing, Will? 
Yo, appreciate the kind words. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Appreciate. I, I like your haircut. You're looking good. Oh. And I could see him sweating through his uh, his shirt there with the, the Braves now four games out. It's going to be a long summer. It's going to be a pennant race, Gil. We're in for a pennant race. So, yeah, we should probably bring this up. 14 in a row now for the Atlanta Braves? 14 it's a lot. Well, well, I will say, guys, if the Braves don't lose another game this season, they're going to win the World Series. That's I, probably I will true. say that. Uh, I'm sure. I think that Source? math checks out. I think that is true. 14 in a row, 13 on the run line, I believe, also of cash for the Atlanta Braves, wow. uh, who seemingly have no end to the number of great prospects, by the way, pitching and hitting that they can bring up at any point. What is, well, you, you, you do the New York City cast. What do you get the sense? First of all, what is your level of concern that the Mets aren't actually going to win this division? And what is your sense of New York fans on this? Has the defeatism taken over already? I don't think so. Just because this isn't really self-inflicted if you're the Mets. There's nothing you can do about the Braves, you know, sitting here having a 14, 15 game winning streak. I mean, there's nothing you can do. The Mets, first of all, they're without their pitchers. So it's a little, uh, I understand that the lead was 10 and a half a couple weeks ago and now it's four, but you don't have your pitchers. The the idea that you, without DeGrom, without Scherzer, you can just run away with this division and win it by, you know, by 12 games like the Yankees are doing. That was probably a little optimistic. So, hey, nothing wrong with the pennant race. Pennant race is a lot of fun. A scoreboard watching. Uh, the Mets and Braves still had 15 games against each other, I think it is. So it's going to be a fun summer. These, these teams are going to duke it out. Uh, sounds like Scherzer is going to be back before DeGrom. I guess he's going to throw BP today. And if that goes well, one rehab start. So it could be back by the end of June. DeGrom, hopefully not too far behind. So uh, I think we could also see a scenario similar to, what was it, 1999, where these teams duke it out for a pennant race all summer. Then they turn right around and play each other in the playoffs. All right, so this falls under the category of, you know, again, here's the here's the caveat. I get it. Even a week ago, this price was way better. Okay, I don't want to hear that part. Yeah. Right now at this moment, the Braves are plus 240. If you're landed on good. Plymouth Rock right now, do you bet the Braves at plus 240? Braves are sure four, four games out. Yeah, that's a good number. I think that's a really good number because uh, four games is not that many with this many to play and that many head-to-head. And we can keep saying, oh, DeGrom and Scherzer, they'll be back. There's no guarantee they stay back. I mean, DeGrom could have a setback. I know we don't want to hear this if you're a Met fan or, you know, Scherzer could pull something. Scherzer's had issues in past years. Remember last year he couldn't take the ball against Atlanta in the NLCS late in the series. Uh, 2019 against the Astros, they had to push his start back because of a neck issue. So, look, Scherzer's, what, 38 years old? DeGrom hasn't pitched in a year. Uh, and even if these guys are healthy, the Braves are still really good. So, yeah, I think that plus 240 is still uh, is still a really good number. Parlay is cheesing. Why are you cheesing? No, because I, I, I actually I, I don't disagree that because I have a plus 240 on the Mets in pocket. That might not be a bad way to at least cover the whole market for me if I wanted to. But the the Braves during this uh, this stretch here, they've beaten the, the dominant forces of the Diamondbacks, ah, Rockies, true. A's, Pirates, and Nationals. Yeah. So... They have three with the Cubs, so they could very easily push this to 17. Yeah. But then after that, and and the Mets just went through a tough stretch on the West Coast where they salvaged 500. Four with the Giants, three with the Dodgers, three at the Phillies who are playing great too. This thing could collapse pretty quickly on Atlanta if, they, if the competition becomes too much in that 10-game stretch after they pound Chicago this weekend. Well, you bring up the Mets because you do the New York City cast, but let's go to a couple or in, uh, a couple more interesting, I think more interesting division prices. The Cardinals, who actually lead the NL Central by a game and a half over the Brewers, the Brewers obviously uh, most notably with starting pitching injuries that they've had to deal with, but the Cardinals may be a better baseball team just period than the Brewers. A game and a half lead, the Brewers are minus 160. The Cardinals are even money with that slim lead. Is that a better play than the Braves play? 
Yeah, I like that Cardinals number a lot. Uh, I think it was last year, towards the end of the year, you and I were texting about, remember the Cardinals were huge long shots to even get that mm-hmm. wild card spot? Yep. And then they went on this wild run and, and won it and won it pretty comfortably from what I remember. And then I think they lost in extra innings uh, to the Dodgers. Yeah, Cardinals are a good organization. They've got reinforcements. I watched the kid uh, Libertor pitch the other day. He's got a beautiful curveball. He's going to be a good pitcher. So I'm sure they'll make a move here or there. Uh, Goldschmidt's had one of the underrated, oh. more under the radar, just superstar seasons. Uh, you can have and i think he's a right around co-favorite now with bets depending on which book to uh to win the mvp so yeah i'm with you i think the cardinals is uh is a pretty solid bet there goldsmith on, on primetime action morikawa for birdie just to the left four under oh nope, sorry he's three under three under okay. co-lead with uh with neesmith still uh morikawa is gonna be three under through 11 if he sinks this little tap in here which he does um okay you know because by the way there's like the, you said about the organization that sounds like a very you know sort of nebulous thing to say. But I will say this in baseball. The Cardinals, the Rays, and the Giants. Anybody who underestimates those three organizations does so at their own peril. Year after year after year, they just seem smarter than everybody else. They just figure out things that other people don't. Uh, Let me just, and I I think I already know the answer to this question, but I just have to do it out of the sake of being thorough here. The NL West. The Dodgers and the Padres are in a percentage points heat basically the Dodgers are 39 and 23 Padres are 40 and 24 so they're virtual tie even though the Dodgers have the uh the slight lead in percentage points the Giants are four games back the NL West the Dodgers are minus 240 Padres plus 250 Giants seven to one do you want any part of the Padres or Giants Padres are interesting I mean we figure the Dodgers They'll play better. They'll add a pitcher. I think Luis Luis Castillo makes perfect sense for the Dodgers. Uh, if you get him, you know, on that team, uh, they, they're always aggressive. The deadline. Remember last year they had Scherzer, they had Turner. Um, but the Padres number is interesting. Padres have played well here. I know it's the Cubs, but they had a couple nice come from behind wins. You know, sometimes in sports, we saw this with the Browns a couple years ago. Sometimes it's the year after the hype. Remember last year, it was Snell, it was Darvish. Everyone kind of picking them to possibly upset the Dodgers, and of course the Giants end up upsetting the Dodgers and winning that division. Sometimes it's the year. After so, uh, I would probably want around three to one. I don't know plus two fifties a play, but uh, it's certainly uh, certainly getting in range there. AL Central Twins two and a half game lead yeah. over the Guardians, five game lead over the White Sox, whose fans are chanting for their manager Tony Larusa to be fired. Twins minus one hundred five. Keep in mind we're what sixty five games or so roughly, you know, through the Major League Baseball season. We're not even at the halfway mark. In other words, Twins are minus one hundred five. With that two and a half game lead and over the Guardians and a five game lead over the White Sox, White Sox plus one forty, Guardians plus four fifty. Anything Guardians? No. I guess the Guardians. I keep thinking the White Sox are just going to pull it together. The White Sox are so much more talented than these other teams, but I don't know what the deal is with Kopik and his injury. Uh, Lynn is back now, so that helps. I, I'll actually I'll go with the White Sox. I think they just have too much talent. I know they've had a million injuries, a million issues. The manager, Tim Anderson, you go down the line. Uh, I will still say the White Sox win this division. Don't feel great about it. And I was looking, because I do have Minnesota, I think, eight and a half to one. I was looking at it the other day. Minnesota's played like six more games than one of these other teams. I don't know if it's caught up or corrected in the meantime, but it's been a weird scheduling quirk where one team has played way more games than one of these other teams. Uh, yes, the Twins have played seven more baseball games than the Guardians How? have. Six, How? 65 games to 58. That's pretty amazing. That's now, bizarre, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, now that you point that out, that's a yeah, that's what's really most most teams have sixty one or sixty two. 
Uh, I won't even let. I won't even waste your time with the AL West because I genuinely don't believe any of those teams can catch the Astros, who have a nine and a half game lead over the Rangers, ten and a half over the Angels. Unless you feel differently, I'll go right to the Yankees and your New York City cast. The Yankees, who are now, you know, we said in the first sixty games, it was only the sixth time since nineteen forty that a team had won at least forty-four games in their first sixty. The last time it happened was the two thousand one Seattle Mariners, who famously went forty-seven and thirteen on their way to winning a hundred and sixteen. Well, every night we're on primetime, we're watching the Yankees. It's a drop ball by the Rays in in right field two nights ago. Um, last night they get a, a solo ja- jack from Judge, and then uh, a three-run homer later that holds up. Uh, after bad a- beat on the first five under, my goodness, that oh, was a bad beat. Br- brutal. Yankees are forty-six and sixteen. They have a nine-game lead over the Blue Jays, who are quote-unquote only plus four forty to win the division, and then double-digit leads over the Rays, the Red Sox, and of course the Orioles. Do you? I mean. I guess the question is real quick in our last 45 seconds. Do you think this kind of winning is sustainable? And do you give any team a shot in this division? We are still with so much runway. No and no. I don't think it's sustainable. They're they're going to have a little rough spell here, but they're just too far ahead. When you're nine up and you have the kind of pitching they have, like I guess you could caveat it and say injuries. What if Toronto wins 14 in a row like Atlanta has? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. The Yankees are just too deep with the starting pitching. They throw a, a Cy Young level, All Star level pitcher every day. It's just hard to make up nine games on a team like that. Yeah, let me be accurate. 440 on the Blue Jays, 10 to 1 on the Rays, 35 to 1 on the Red Sox. 35 to 1 on the Red Sox? No, no, 20, 12 and a half back. Not terrible, but you can have it. I am not taking it from you, Will Hill. Anyway, we'll have you back uh, here after the break. We'll see if you have any baseball picks. His thoughts on game six tonight of the NBA Finals. And of course, reaction to game one. And if he has a updated series play in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, it is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Back on a numbers game, Gil Alexander, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. We have a three way tie now atop the uh, leaderboard at the 122nd U.S. Open. At the Country Club and you and uh, Brookline, Mass. Colin Morikawa, Matthew Neesmith, and now an amateur. Max Homa for birdie. Sink it, Maxie. Ah! It's one of my big outrights. Come on, Maxie. Homa just misses a makeable birdie putt, so he remains one back. But a three-way tie on top. Matthew Neesmith, Colin Morikawa, and the amateur, Stuart Hagestad. You have Hagestad, uh, Jeff? Did you bet on that? Uh, no, no, you didn't either. Uh, he is at three under through eight holes of golf. So uh, you have an amateur up at the top of the leaderboard. And by the way, if you were wondering, hey, uh, hey there, has an amateur ever won the United States Open in golf? Because I was. The answer, Jeff, is John Goodman. No, not that one. John Goodman uh, was the last one to do it in 1933. There have been uh, five amateurs that have won eight U.S. Opens in history. Francis Wimay in 1913, Jerome Travers 1915, Charles Evans Jr. 1916, Bobby Jones won it as an amateur four times. Ringer. Well, remember this course, mm-hmm. the movie The Greatest Game Ever Played documented this, and that was Francis Wimay, yep. who, who you just mentioned, won the U.S. Open as an amateur on this golf course in 1913. Played by the great Shia LaBeouf. Yes. <laughs> yes. For those of you going to check an IMDb page, Will Hill is here. Will any baseball plays? First of all, did you have any golf outrights in this tournament? 
I'm going back. I don't know what I'm, why I'm doing this. Rufus Peabody, cover yours. Mito Pereira, I'm going back to the well here. And he's actually played pretty well since then. He was, you know, top three in that uh, that tournament a few weeks ago. Top seven, top thirteen. So he's bounced back. It's not like that uh, that little gag job here, that costly gag job a few weeks ago has really, you know, derailed his confidence. He's played pretty well. So uh, I took a little Mito Pereira. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the only one I have. Maybe I'll jump in live here, but yeah, I'm sure uh, I, I did go back to Pereira. If uh, if Homa keeps missing birdie, makeable birdie putts like that, I might have to jump in uh, final round. But uh, come on, Maxi. All right, uh, then baseball today. Any plays? What do you got? I did lay it with the uh, the Phillies. It was one sixty overnight. I hate doing this. I think it's two dollars now. I would still lay the two dollars. I think uh, oh. Wheeler versus Corbin. It's uh, that that's a pretty good matchup for Philly. So uh, I did lay it with Philly. Although that's it's sort of getting out of range now. But I did lay it with Philly. Um, I took Mets Brewers under four in the first five innings. Uh, Ashby going against Tyler McGill. Okay, so lay it. You are gonna you would lay the wood at the minus two hundred price in the previous game. I would. I would. I don't know what the Nationals are still doing with Corbin. I mean, what what is the point at this I point? I guess no they're idea. trying to build something up uh, so he can get a, a trade piece back or get somebody what a to disaster. be part of the contract. It's not yeah. going to happen. Remember the like the just have the, the hope. Oh, and then Corbin. You know, it's like Strasburg and Scherzer and Corbin. Oh my God, is this going? to uh, Yeah, never mind. Uh, I right. saw this stat the other day. Did you realize this? Forty percent of that roster that won the World Series in two thousand nineteen is no longer in baseball. How is that possible? No longer in baseball. Not no yeah. longer on the net. No longer yeah. in baseball. Man, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, I'm not even sure. Like, if I would compare that to the Caps, I wonder how many of those players are still on the team. That's interesting. Um, okay. So, hockey last night, game one of the Stanley Cup Finals, the Avalanche get it done in overtime. It's pretty much everything that any hockey fan could have wanted last night. Lanch came out smoking uh, with a couple quick goals. They led 3-1, to one, then the Lightning with two back-to-back real quick late in the second period, and then it took uh, the seventh goal to come in overtime. Avalanche get it done on a beautiful, beautiful play. Uh, actually, a ricochet and then a beautiful pass. Uh, that resulted in the game winner. Avalanche take a one to nothing lead. We don't get game two till Saturday in a weird sort of NHL scheduling quirk. Anything on game two for you? Anything on the adjusted series price now on the Lightning? Yeah, I felt like we went a week without a hockey game. It was weird. You know, it went from Saturday to Wednesday. The, the Avalanche hadn't played since last Monday. Uh, I would just hope for six more of those from last night. That was incredible. Was awesome. That was fun to watch. Yeah, that was really good. And give the Lightning credit. They do not blink. I mean, they're down 2 nothing against the Rangers, down 2 nothing in Game 3, come right back, win the series. And think about that if you're the Rangers. You're up 2 nothing in the series. You're up 2 nothing in Game 3. You don't even see a Game 7 in your building, which is a tough one to take. The Lightning, they are just uh, so mentally tough. And last night, down 3 to one no problem they force overtime uh what's the updated series price i don't plus, have it in front of plus 340 ish that's plus certainly interesting on the lightning it yeah that, is. that's certainly i think worth a play on the lightning absolutely i agree with you it's like you know uh, let's sort of take an equivalent when they were not, not an equivalent but let me just give you sort of a comp last night when they were down two goals at the end of the first period i believe it was were they down two at the end of the first or was it two to one i can't remember yeah anyway when they were down two uh yeah they were down two three to one um they were plus 550 in that game alone. Wow. Now you're talking about a best of seven series where they're down a game where they're plus 340. Like the plus 340 seems like a way more sensible bet. I get it. They tied it up yesterday right before losing. But that seems like a way more sensible bet to me than they plus 550 in game does because you have so much more of a runway. And, you know, again, you, you think that championship DNA, to borrow the Warriors phrase, 
may very well manifest. I kind of like that price. So you 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 may take a flyer on that. Yeah, that's actually that's what I'm going to bet. And think about it this way: if home ice holds up and you get to a game seven, you're sitting there with plus three forty five or whatever in your pocket for a game seven. I think that's a that's a pretty good price on on Tampa. Plus three forty, and nothing on game two specifically. Haven't looked at it yet. Haven't looked at it yet. I'll probably just uh, take the series price here with the Lightning. Yeah, so, a comparable uh, number. Well, Avalanche minus one fifty five, so a little higher, I guess, than what it closed yesterday at minus one forty five. But back to what it was sort of earlier in the week: minus one fifty five Avalanche, plus one thirty five on the Lightning coming back uh, in game number two on Saturday. And like you said, if every game can be like that one last night. That will be what everybody uh, paid the price of admission to go see, that's for sure. NBA Finals Game 6 tonight in Boston at the TD Garden with the Warriors trying to close out the Celtics, trying to win their fourth championship in eight seasons. And let me just say from a Sports Talk Radio legacy standpoint, if the Warriors pull this off, whether in Game 6 or Game 7, Modern history, I'm not talking about like the 60s Bill Russell Celtics, but I'm talking about modern history, generally our lifetimes or a little beyond. I think besides Jordan 6 and Magic's 5, I don't think you can argue that this would fall right after those two if the Warriors pull that off. And I'm talking about Bird Celtics, the Bad Boys, uh, the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. I, I don't think there's any argument to that that the Warriors would fall third. I'm sure I'll get some argument on Twitter now. Uh, but the Celtics are favored by four tonight, as they have been in their home uh, games, as typical sort of line. The total's 210. Any play tonight, and if you have any Celtics conviction, would you play the series price? Or, a lot of questions here, Will, or would you go to Jalen Brown 15-1 to for MVP as a bet by proxy? Wow, is that the number on him? I can't understand the number with Tatum. I mean, Tatum, if you look, uh, his last eight shots in that game, he was uh, 0 for 8, and I think there was four, eight, four air balls in there. And I saw this stat. I think David Thorpe had it. He has not had a dunk in a game since game six against Miami, uh, which adds up to the fact that, look, he's tired. You know, they went seven against Miami. They went seven against Milwaukee. Tough physical series, almost like football games. Um, I think this Boston team's tired. I do think they win tonight. I think we get a game seven. I just think that the nature of these games, these series, when a team's trailing three games to two when they're home, I just think they're going to get a friendly whistle. They'll come out with more energy. I think these teams are pretty fairly evenly matched. Um, the zigzag has been pretty profitable in some spots. I do think we get the Celtics here uh, to win, force the game seven. I do think the Warriors probably win it in seven. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, this would be just an impressive performance by the Warriors to get another championship. Now, this wouldn't be a great team, and that sounds like an insult, but it's almost a compliment. The fact that they could win a title, to get knocked off the mountain and climb it again, and to win a championship uh, you know, with this group would just be an incredible accomplishment. Like I said, I don't think either of these teams are great. I don't think either of these teams are a typical like title team where you know you have one of the two or three best players in the sport other than the Warriors have Curry. But like there's that's not a typical supporting cast. You don't have that, you know, typical second best player. So uh should be a lot of fun. I do think we'll get a game seven for the first time since what, 2016 Cavs Warriors. Uh, in that iconic uh, LeBron finally bringing the title to Cleveland game. So I think we're headed for seven tonight. I think the, the Celtics have a big-time performance tonight. Too soon. Too soon, Will, on the LeBron bringing the title. I know. That was a tough one. Oh, it's brutal. Couldn't score. The best best team of all time couldn't score the last, like, what, five minutes? Four minutes and 40 yeah. seconds. Not a tough single one. point from the Warriors at the end of that game. Morikawa just had a birdie putt. This is a par putt that he does save. So uh, three under again with Neesmith and the amateur Hagestad. Uh, all three, three under. Morikawa has played 12 holes of golf. Um, 
Let me. I'm, let me ask let, you. Did you did you bet tonight? Did you have the champagne on ice? How, how do you feel about the game going I, into? I tonight? have the champagne on ice, but I didn't bet the game. I have the Warriors plus five fifty, which is not nearly the best number. You know, it was, it was during the season when the Suns and the Warriors came out of the gate strong. Brady Cannon, I know, has an eleven to one on the Warriors. Uh, so the champagne's on ice, but I don't. I you know I haven't bet any of these games pre flop really because I do think there is such an element of plinko to these to these games. And, you know, basketball can be very simple. Those shots are falling, man. There's really no, you know, it's like if the Celtics are missing free throws and turning the ball over, it's like there's nothing they can do. They just, they're, they're going to lose. On the other hand, right, if the Warriors are not hitting, if, you know, typically you would think if Steph goes 0 for 9, uh, they would lose that game. And somehow the Celtics managed to jack that up still. So I don't know. I mean, the Celtics are capable, right? They just have to eliminate the errors, turnovers, and, and make some free throws. My God. Um, Celtics are a lot, but the Warriors, man, championship DNA. Have you heard that phrase yet this week? Let's go, Dubs. Will, thank Thanks, you. Guys. Appreciate it, man. Will Hill, everybody, from the New York City cast, right here on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Todd Wright, golf and hockey next. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We have more insightful conversations between myself, Paul Muldoon, and Paul McCartney about his life and career. Big bear of a man, it's called Mal Evans, who's on road. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, Will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. I said, What? Sergeant Pepper? This season, we're diving deep into some of McCartney's most beloved songs Yesterday, Band on the Run, Hey Jude. And McCartney's favourite song in his entire catalogue Here, There, and Everywhere. Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Remember, there's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. New customers can download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA Finals game. And if either team hits a three pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. It's just that easy. Just use code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three pointer in any NBA. Finals game. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. We get tweets 
at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. That is for sure. This is from Phil Weiss. What Jeff uh, described about Nevada going to Arizona for betting, we in New York lived it for almost four years. When we had to uh, drive to New Jersey, even now with New York legal, I still have to drive to New Jersey or Connecticut to bet awards. It really sucks. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Kenny G, Gil, if you live in Boston, you have the trifecta today. Red Sox game early, then short ride to the Open. Finally, the Celtics in the NBA Finals. Great show as always. Thank you, Kenny G. Uh, and we were talking about the immaculate innings. Len, Glau, uh, Len Glauzinski, hope I'm pronouncing that correct, uh, he says, in my playing days, during my senior year in high school, the immaculate inning happened in all my games, excluding the first start of that season. I pitched 11 games, did three pitch strikeouts over 100 times at the major league level. That is incredible. Len Glauzinski, immaculate inning rampantly producing them, apparently in high school, Jeff. And then uh, Indi- uh, Indiana Jets said not only uh, two immaculate innings, it was the same three guys who struck out. Yeah, we mentioned that. That's pretty, just an, un- we didn't even get to the odds of what that would have been. Two with the same three guys. But a nice job. A little history in baseball last night. U.S. Open leaderboard. Once again, we have a three-way tie. Three-way tie atop the the leaderboard at the United States Open. Brookline Country Club, 122nd U.S. Open. Matthew Neesmith, three under through 13. Colin Morikawa, three under through 12. And oh no, it's it's, now it's a it's just those two guys because our amateur, Stuart Hagestad, has uh, bogeyed the ninth hole. So Co-leaders, Neesmith and Morikawa, early going, first round, of course, at the U.S. Open. We bring in Todd Wright, the greatest radio host who ever lived. Also has his Todd Wright Toddcast these days, the Todd Wright Fantasy Football Podcast as well. And we bring him in from the, the area of the country where uh, hockey is big these days as well, the Tampa Bay area. And we'll talk about both golf and hockey. We'll get to the hockey in a minute. But golf, let me just get your reaction here to the early going, Todd. Rory McIlroy one stroke back. John Rahm a couple strokes back. Got some big names up there. There was some thought out there that real early tee times, and I am partial in many events to getting out early, uh, especially if the, the weather forecast speaks to that. And there was some thought that the wind would be more benign, uh, that there would be a number out there for a good player that got off early. It was one of the cases for John Rahm to get off to a good start. But, uh, yeah, I heard the beginning of the show, Gil, uh, on Morikawa. I wasn't going <laughs> to be one. Yeah. We had this conversation last year before the Open Championship, and we talked about somebody, and I said, instead of that guy, you might want to look at Morikawa just because of his proximity to hole and his strokes strokes gained on approach. And his game hasn't been there in the last month, but he seems to ramp it up for the major events. So I was one of those on Morikawa, and I'm pleased to see that he had an early tee time and he's taking advantage of it. Good for you. I despise myself. I despise myself, Todd Reich. We all do it. Yeah. We all do it with somebody. <laughs> I, 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 I passed on Shoffley this year, who's been an automatic on the leaderboard at U.S. Opens because I was actually a little disappointed by his performance last year at Torrey Pines, and I said maybe this year is the, the year Shoffley, uh, that pattern ends on, exam- on Xander Shoffley. So if he gets on the leaderboard, he's my Morikawa as it relates to you. Mm, interesting. I, I am happy, though, that both Homa and Berger are two strokes back. They're both one under. Uh, both started their rounds sort of choppy, but both have sort of righted the ship. 
Uh, Homa's having a little difficulty right now, but Homa and Berger both two strokes back at one-unders. I have long shots on them, so I am happy about that. Any idea, Jeff, why I have bets on both Homa and Berger? Any guesses? Okay. Um, <laughs> let's not get into that. Um, okay, uh, Todd, one one last thing about uh, golf here, though, is uh, this is my question about, first of all, that, that point about the wind, I think, is a big one, right? Because the PGA, the PGA that just went by, I, I, I don't remember a golf tournament, especially a major, where the wind the first two days, late Thursday, early Friday, had as big of an impact on the final result of a major, it could be argued, than that one. This not quite the same, right? It's not quite as stark here. No. And I think the forecast later today or tomorrow, uh, thunderstorms in the forecast tomorrow, as of last I checked, Wind up, wind up to 15, 17 miles per hour. That's nothing compared to Southern Hills. By the way, not to be carrot top on you, but yeah. I have a prop, Gil. Because uh, okay. Here's here's why I couldn't go with Rory this year of my choices. I'm I'm in outright on Morikawa, Thomas, Neiman top five, Lowry, Fleetwood, Finau, Davis, Riley top ten. That's what I have, and I'm going to jump in after 36 holes with more. It's been so long since Rory McIlroy won a U.S. Open. I was at this the U.S. Open. Here's the media gift. From 2011 wow, at Congressional. Congressional. I was there walking with him on Saturday when he lapped the field, led by Robert Rock. That was one of his closest pursuers. <laughs> Gil, this is never worn. 2011, Rory wins it. It's a 100% cotton golf shirt. That's how long it's been since Rory won the U.S. Open. <laughs> the media gift was a 100% cotton golf shirt. Nobody wears 100% cotton golf shirts anymore. I didn't even wear it when I got it. <laughs> That's how long it's been. Todd, are you QVCing this, or are you saving this for the Todd Wright collection for us? I'm just curious what's happening. I will be accepting bids, especially if Rory wins this U.S. Open <laughs> okay. via your show. Yes. They, the bidding will start at $25, not including shipping and handling. 100% cotton, boys and girls. That is a golf shirt from back in the day. Oh, the old 2011 Remember it so well. Congressional Rory just absolutely destroyed that field. Good, good, uh, good knowledge on rock. I forgot about that. Uh, last thing here on on uh, golf before we move to hockey, which is I sort of asked this um, out loud on both shows. I think, which is because of the nature of a U.S. Open course and how difficult it is, and how difficult this appears to be. Standard sort of U.S. Open, really small greens, really uh, you know punitive rough here with the fescue. What is the we've seen in the in the PGA, for instance, most famously, but we've seen it a couple times here recently on the PGA Tour, huge dramatic comebacks. What do you think is the is the? Do you think this is any different on a tougher course? Do you think a big comeback is possible on the final day, or is this just too hard to make up ground? No, I don't. And if you look at recent history of who wins United States Opens. They are generally big names who are among the top players in OWGR. No, it would take a, I think it would take a major collapse by someone. So it would be someone that loses the lead rather than someone coming from way off the lead, unless it's one of those rare Sundays where someone can get out, take advantage of benign conditions, and then later in the day, it's much rougher conditions, as we saw, say, on uh, on Friday at, uh, at Southern Hills that, Cost Scotty Scheffler, among others. All right, Stanley Cup, game one last night. Lanch win it in overtime, four to three against the Lightning, take a one to nothing lead, the best of seven Stanley Cup finals. The Lightning are plus 340 now, Todd, adjusted on the series price. You want some of that? Yeah, I do. 
Um, now, I did slip in. I'd been betting against the Avalanche. But remember, I was playing with house money because of how well I did in the first couple of rounds. And the fact that the Lightning were not favored in their first two rounds was on them both times. The Rangers were not favored in the first two rounds was on them both times. So I had some house money to play with. So I'd been betting against the Avalanche. But I did slip in a hedge on the Avalanche at minus 200 to win the Stanley Cup uh, through about four games of the Eastern Conference Finals. And then I said, OK, I'm going to take this game by game as it relates to the Lightning. And I even asked you earlier in the week, what are the odds on the Lightning to sweep or win in five? And I grabbed some of the five game action. And for people saying, well, that doesn't look very good. Remember. The Lightning were down 2-0 to the Rangers and then won the next four. Mm -hmm. There is a, a bit of a parallel here. The Lightning lost their first five to the Rangers this year, going back to the regular season. Three in the regular season, first two of the series. Down 2-0 in game three. And then the Rangers couldn't figure out how to score five on five. Lightning stayed out of the penalty box. Series over. When Colorado faces adversity, I wonder how they're going to handle it. Because they haven't faced any adversity in these playoffs and it's a big deal now maybe they won't maybe they just sail through win this series in four or five they finish the the postseason 16 and three but i think you're looking especially at game two because i've told you this in seven of the eight previous series where john cooper and his lightning have been the road team in se uh, uh, seven of those eight series other than the last one he's gotten at least one of the first two games so that puts a spotlight on game two. The series will feel a lot different coming back to Tampa if it's 1-1. So, yeah, I mean, the Lightning have some things to figure out. Cooper said last night, the better team won. We didn't give them our best shot. They need they need to control Nikushkin. The last couple of times Nikushkin has played against the Lightning, total of 13 shots on net. The Lightning need to create better scoring chances, mm -hmm. Gil. But I think we still have a series here. Todd, love it. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Todd Wright, You're everybody. welcome, Gil on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Cragman next. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch -ch -ch -chumba. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.